Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Chag Sameach, or almost Chag Sameach. I feel like there should be a word for almost Chag Sameach, but I don't know quite what it is yet. But Chag Sameach, Chag Sameach works, okay. Um, there is a story that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I've been thinking a lot about it because I decided that I disagree with it, which is always a great place to be in. Uh, it's, the, it's a famous story. It's a story about Reb Zusha, who we are told on his deathbed says, when I die and go up to heaven and stand before whoever or whatever will greet me there, I am not going to be asked by this presence, why were you not more like Moses? Why were you not more like Abraham? Why were you not more like Isaac? I'm going to be asked, why were you, Reb Zusha, not more like Reb Zusha? And it's a really beautiful, wonderful story. And I disagree with it at this point. And the reason why I disagree with it, or the reason why I'm having difficulty with it in this moment, is I actually don't think that there is any one individual, authentic self for Reb Zusha. That Reb Zusha is not just this Reb Zusha, that Reb Zusha is actually broken up into many different disparate parts. And so too for all of us, I'm not just Josh, I wear many different hats and have many different identities and there are many different parts of me. And so too for everyone here. And part of the work of our lives, part of the work of spiritual practice is to try to recognize and name and harmonize and ultimately try to, to synchronize all of these different parts of ourselves, right? And for the parts that can't be synchronized, to at least honor and name and recognize what those parts of ourselves are. And I think that this story about Reb Zusha is misleading because there isn't just one Reb Zusha who he's supposed to be like. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of different permutations of who he is. And I think that this idea, this idea of recognizing our different disparate selves of recognizing the different parts of who we are and trying to put them into some kind of harmony is expressed in a very beautiful way in this week's Parsha, in a very interesting Midrash. So if you have their, your Chumash, I'm looking on page 774, at the very beginning of chapter 2 with verse 2. So it begins, The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Ish al di globe otot levet avotam yachanu b'nei Yisrael mineged saviv l'ohel moed yachanu. That God says the Israelites shall camp, each with their standard, with their with their flag, with their tribe, under the banners of their ancestral house. They shall camp around the tent of meeting at a distance. So this verse, in and of itself, is interesting. But it doesn't yet get to my point fully. We have to look a little bit at the Midrashim that sort of talk about what this verse means. So the rabbis ask a question, and they have many different answers. And the question that they come up with, or that they ask is, what does it mean here when it says, their, what is meant by, by their banners, by their flags, by the, the way they translated here is by their standards? What did those flags look like? When the Israelites were marching in the desert, what were their flags? We have a few different answers. Um, the Midrash in Midrash Bamidbar Rabbah tells us that each of these flags of each of the tribes had a specific color, 
And in addition to having a specific color, there was a specific symbol associated with that particular flag. We'll just read through it because I think it's very beautiful and fascinating. It says, Rubens, the tribe of Rubens flag, was red and had a picture of mandrakes. Shimon's was green and, ha and had a picture of the city of Shechem. Levi's was green, black, and red and had a picture of the Orim and Tumim. Judah's was sky blue and had a picture of a lion. Issachar's was bluish black and had a picture of a sun and a moon. Zevolun's was white and had a picture of a ship. Dan's was sapphire and had a picture of a snake. God's was gray and had a picture of an encampment. Naphtali's was wine red and had a picture of a deer. Asher's was pearl and had a picture of an olive tree. Joseph's was deep black and had a picture of two princes. Benjamin's was multicolored and had a picture of a wolf. And I wanted to read that in its entirety because the rabbis really tell us this very vivid detail about what the flags look like. Rashi has a slightly different explanation. Rashi tells us that every flag corresponded to one of the colors set in the Choshen Mishpat, the breastplate of judgment worn by the high priest. That the high priest's garment had 12 different precious stones, each stone corresponding to a different tribe. And these, it was these colors that each flag, um, that, that was, that each flag had. And other later commentators sort of elucidate this further and will offer different explanations of what the pictures were, of what the symbols were. And we don't need to go into so much more detail about it, but simply I want to offer this image. That while the Israelites were walking through the desert, while they were marching, just picture this for a second, there was the, the, the tabernacle in the middle flanked on all four sides by different tribes marching equal distances away from it. Three tribes, three tribes, three tribes, two tribes on one side because the tribe of the Levites were marching actually with the, the tabernacle. And each of these different tribes has a different flag. And on their flag there might be a picture of a snake or there might be a picture of a ship or a moon or there might just be a color. But all of these flags are different. And yet the tribes are marching in unison. And the Torah tells us this week that that just as they marched, so too did they camp. That this formation that they moved in was the formation that they existed in their whole time in the desert. That they marched in unison as one, proudly carrying different colored and different ornamented flags. And I love this idea because I think it connects with what I was saying earlier about Reb Zusha, right? That all of us have these different parts of ourselves and we need to both honor these voices inside of us, and we also need to do the work of bringing them together and having these parts of ourselves move functionally in a way forward. I think that this metaphor could be extended in a lot of different directions. This could be a great opportunity to talk about diversity and the need for diversity and the need for recognizing differences in our community. And it could be a way of, of recognizing what Rabbi Jessica said last night so eloquently that we really need to do a better job listening to people who have different opinions than ourselves. But I want to take it this morning into the, the lens of, of really mental health. And I want to raise up this idea of, of different parts of ourselves because this is, this week is, for, in New York is, um, a weekend dedicated for faith communities to mention and raise up issues of mental health and raise awareness around that. And I want to say this this morning because I want to mention what is often not spoken about or which is often not spoken about enough in prayer communities, which is that many people 
in our community, in the Jewish community, suffer from mental illness, depression, anxiety, addiction. And I want us to do a better job as a community, not just Romamu, I mean the Jewish community, of naming and recognizing the importance of this. Um, and I think that this idea that I'm talking about of these kind of splits, of these kind of differences, right, that the work for all of us is to bring these, these different parts of us together, and sometimes those parts can't be brought together so seamlessly, and sometimes there are parts of ourselves that we cannot integrate with other parts of ourselves. And it's in instances like those where sometimes we need, we need help, where we need to reach out to, to mental health professionals or people in our community for support, for guidance, for love. So if you have, um, I want to say that if, if, if you're listening on live stream or if you're in this, in this room right now and anything I'm saying is resonating with you, and I don't know if it's resonating with any, you know, I'm like, I can't even hear myself. I'm not even paying, anyway, never mind. Whatever, if it's resonating with you, and I mean this seriously, that, that if it feels like the walls right now are closing in, and if you feel that sense of darkness from which you cannot escape, um, I understand. And there are people in this room who understand, and please come talk to us. And if you want to learn more about how to get involved with this New York City initiative of having faith communities get involved with and raise awareness around mental illness issues, please talk to Rabbi Kalila after services. And I'll just end with this by saying that because tonight is Shavuot, night where we get where we receive the Torah and experience revelation, I'll share with you one more midrash. My favorite, it's maybe my favorite midrash of all time that tells us that when the Israelites are traveling through the desert, right, in this formation that I described earlier with all of the different flags surrounding the tabernacle, inside the tabernacle, there are actually two Torahs. There is the, or two sets of, of tablets. There's the whole set of tablets that was given the second time at Revelation, and there's also within that tabernacle the first set of tablets that was broken, right? And that all of us within us carry around these different parts. We all have parts of ourselves that we like and that we're proud of and that are meaningful, and we all have parts of ourselves that um, cause us grief and distress. And ultimately, it's by combining both of these disparate parts, by bringing together all of these different flags into one place, by bringing both sets of the tablets into one place that we are able to find something that approaches wholeness. So for this Aliyah, I, I want to call up, I want to call up anyone who, who wants to come up, who wants to dedicate some time to doing that work of integrating the different parts of who we are, of taking those different parts of ourselves and working at bringing them in more alignment. This could look like anything. This doesn't have to, um, necessarily fall under the rubric of any kind of specific mental illness. We all have different elements of ourselves that, that could exist in better harmony. We all have visions of who we could be that aren't necessarily who we are in this moment. So if you want to dedicate yourself to doing that work, please come forward for this first Aliyah. Thank you.